0: Begin at the Mishnah on Daf Memhe Yomid Beis. This is another Mishnah here discussing Allah's of Tikkun Oylam, but we're coming back over here to the Allah's of Gedishin Gittin, about a person that's divorcing his wife. Zok teilige Mishnah es ishtoi mishum A person that divorces his wife because of a bad rumor that she was mizanah, she had a relation with someone else. So loyachser, if he divorces her for this reason. And as we'll see in the Gemara, according to one Pshat, at least, he makes it clear that he's being he's divorcing her for this reason. So, there's a Takana of Chazal that he's not allowed to ever remarry her. Similar, Mishum Neder, if he divorces his wife because she took upon herself a vow and the husband says, I can't live with a, v- with a wife that has these vows and so on. it's So, it's, it's, it's just destroying their Shalom Bayis. He can't then re- remarry her. Okay, so there are two Pshatim, as we'll see in the Gemara, why... That he shouldn't remarry his wife. One is the Gemara will say is because of a kilkul. Because what could happen is if he divorces her for this reason, and then she goes and gets remarried, and then the husband finds out that this rumor wasn't even true, or the vows that she took upon herself, it could have been undone, could have, could have in different ways, you could be or anadar. So he's going to go and say that wait, the whole get that happened was never really a get. I only divorced her because I thought that she was Mazana. I thought that she had vows, but now that I find out that it's not even true, so this whole get is not a get. Meanwhile, his ex-wife got married to someone, had children, and now that he retroactively undoes this whole getishin, so it comes out that the children that were born were from a marriage that were the children of Mam because really the previous get was not a get. So we don't want us to have the ability to do such a thing, that if you're divorcing her, it's the end. You can't, so you think this over well. Okay. And therefore, if he's ready to divorce her, it means that he thought about it, because he knows Chachamah are not going to allow him to get remarried. <laughs> and he can't come later and say, only divorced her because I thought that she made a vow or because I thought she was Mazana. You know that you can't remarry her. So if you decided to divorce her, it means that you didn't like her. That's why you divorced her. So <laughs> it's, it's unconditional. That's one shot in the Gemara. Another pshat in the Gemara is that this is actually a penalty. It's a knas for the woman here. Because there's a rumor about it that she was mezana. So whether it's true or not, she was not behaving appropriately. That's how this rumor happens. And if she made the, the nidarim, she made a neder. so this is also not something that's okay. Chacham don't want a woman to make a nether What's a woman doing? Making her own nedarim. She's living with her husband. She takes upon herself nedarim. It causes problems, shalom by It's not a good idea to make nedarim. So this is actually a knas for her. That if her husband is divorcing her for this reason, so then she should know that this will cause that she will not be able to go back to her husband again. Now let's see how this plays out in the other opinions that are brought here in the Mishnah. Rabbi Yudah says as follows, If it's a nether that she made publicly, then, then the husband divorces her and she, she can't get remarried to him. But if it's a nether that was not made in public, so then then he could remarry her. So she explains that Rav holds that a nether that's made in public. You cannot nullify this nether. So there's no concern over here. Rav does not hold of the shot that I said before of kilkul. That maybe later will find. The husband will claim that I didn't mean to divorce my wife. Because over here this is a nether. If it's a nether she by it's a nether that you can never be matter. So the nether is staying as is. But what do you think over here? Why can't the husband marry her again? It's a class for the Isha. And that's Tavka when she made it Barab. She's going publicly making these nadarim. That's a big pirzah. That's uh, something that, uh, that she's not only accepting upon herself nadarim, but she's doing this publicly. Over here, Chachamim gave her the uh, knas. But if it's something that was done privately, and over here, this is a kind of nether actually, that she could, uh, she could uh, nullify these vows. Maybe the husband himself could nullify it, or maybe a Chachamim could nullify it. So over here, for this, Chachamim did not give her a knas. It's not such a valid, that's not such a strong nether. That's from Yudah's opinion. Okay, Rabbi Meir says, Regarding the Nedarim of this woman, it depends what kind of a neder it is. If this is a neder she took upon herself, and it's a neder that the husband cannot uh, nullify for her, you must go to a Chacham to nullify this for her. Remember, we learned in the Gemara Nedarim that a husband cannot nullify all of the nadarim for his wife. It's only certain the datum that or that uh, different the different that the husband can nullify. So if you need a chacham for this, so then lo <coughs> Then the husband cannot remarry her. But v'shainet chacham. If it's a nether that the husband himself could easily nullify, you don't have to go to a chacham. So then yachser. So then the husband could remarry her. And the Rashi explains that Abayr actually holds the other pshat we said before. That the thing that we're concerned about is a kilkel that the husband will claim later that I didn't mean to divorce my wife because I didn't realize that I could be mat to the So therefore, a is saying is that that's a kind of argument a husband could say if you have to go to a chacham. So that's something that the husband may have not realized. He could say, "Oh, I didn't know you can go to a chacham. I thought that these are nedarim that I can't be mat So that's it. Now all of a sudden he realizes that the chacham could find the pesach to be mat to this. So then. Chachamim made the that the husband will come and argue this, so therefore, law yakhzer. But if it's a neder that he himself could nullify, which is easy, simple, on the day that he hears the neder, he right away could nullify it, the husband can't claim, I didn't know that I could nullify this neder. So, in such a case, after he divorces her, it's clear that he meant to divorce her because he didn't like her, because he knows he could nullify this neder. So, in such a case, There's no xayda of chazal for this. So, therefore, he can, he can uh, remarry her. Omer Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Loza says, no, the exact opposite Tzvara. This case of a, of a neder, that only the Chacham could be matter, really over there, there should be no reason for the gzairah of Chazal. And the only reason why there is a is, because of this case, when the husband himself could be matter the neder. So what's Rabbi Yaisi saying of, uh, sorry, Rabbi Lazar that is, what's Rabbi Lazar saying? Rabbi Lazar is saying two points. First of all, this, that a husband, could be ma'ta neder himself for his wife, is not necessarily something that the husband knows. The husband could argue and say, oh, I didn't know about it, so I didn't mean ever to divorce her, and the whole get is not a get." Number one. Number two, this, that a, that a, a, a person can take his wife to a to be ma'ta neder, Abelazo holds, this is not something that the husband could say, oh, if I would have known, I would have taken my wife to a to be ma'ta neder." Why not? Because to take your wife to a chochom to be ma'ta neder is a degrading thing? It's an embarrassing thing? You have to go to chacham and, and, and with your wife and tell her, look what she, the daughter she's making and to figure out a Pesach and a situation of why it destroyed the shalom bias and why it could be matad the Neda So the whole thing is a degrading process. And a husband, we know, Rashi says it's a very strong svara, Anan Sahadi, we know that a husband would not be ready to have her, his wife go through this whole degrading experience and therefore if he divorced her he can't come later and say, if I would have known that I can go to chacham, then I would have done so and therefore the get is not a get in the First place, we know a husband is not ready to pull his wife, to schlep his wife through this whole uh, ordeal. So therefore, over there, there's no concern that a husband will come in taina that uh, he would he would he would have done so. He would have been matter this neder in this way. So the only reason in a case where he could only be matter the nether with a chacham that chacham and make this gzayde is because of the kinds of nedarim that she makes that the husband himself could be matter. And there we could argue that if I would have known that I could have been matter it, I would have done so, and the, ned, the get wouldn't be a get in the first place. The Mishnah brings another story here, another halacha. Omer Rab Yaisi Barab Yehuda, Rab Yaisi said, There was an incident in the city of Tsidon, a person said to his wife, That I take upon myself, the husband says, a neder, that the Gemara will say, He says that the the of the world will be on me, if I don't divorce you. In other words, he, he was so angry at his wife and he wanted to be sure that he was going to divorce her, so he takes upon himself, he says, I'm making a neder to no if I don't divorce you. And the Girsha, and then he went ahead and he divorced her. <speaking in Hebrew> the Chachamim allowed the husband to, to, to remarry his wife if he wants. <speaking in Hebrew> because of Tika <speaking in Hebrew> So this is something that needs to be explained. The Gemara will explain what's the connection of this story to the halachas of the Mishnah. It seems to be a story which is different than what the Mishnah spoke about. The Mishnah spoke about a, a situation where a person's wife made a neder. Here it's speaking about the husband that takes upon himself another if he doesn't divorce his wife. And what's the Tikkan Eilam here? That also, okay, we'll see. The Gemara will explain. So the Gemara, that this whole Allah of the Mishnah, that the husband, that once he divorces his wife for these reasons, that he can't remarry her, that's if at the time of when he gave her the get, he clearly said that I'm divorcing you because of this shame because of the bad rumor about you. Mm-hmm. Or, because of this nether that you took upon yourself, I'm divorcing you. He has to say that clearly. So the so Gemara explains, what does this mean? What's Rav Nachman really saying here? Yeah? Kosovar, this is because Rav Nachman holds, time And I what's the reason why Chachamim said that he shouldn't remarry his wife? kilkula, because we're afraid that if he has this option, so then there'll be a big kilkul, as, uh, as, uh, as we've explained before, it is this kilkul that will happen. The like husband said, look, I, all, I said I'm only divorcing you for, for these concerns that I have, but I realized not that it wasn't a problem. So therefore, what Rav Nachman is saying is, Iyom if the husband at the time of the divorce says clearly that I'm only divorcing you for this reason, Matsi Kalkolo. So then that, that's Takao's concern. He said clearly, I'm only divorcing you for this reason. So he could come back later and say, that now I found out it's not true. I found out that that could be a Adorim. So he's going to undo the whole Gedishin in the first place. And then there could be a Kilko, if she got married to someone else. But Eloi, if he didn't say anything about this, he just gave her the divorce, and he didn't mention a word of why he's divorcing her at the time of the divorce, he can't say so, you can't say that, oh, if I would have known, he didn't say anything at the time of the divorce, it's very clear that you divorced her unconditionally, so the whole takon of our Mishnah, of lo yachzer, of Nachman is saying, is only if he verbalized this, at the time of the divorce, that's one pshat, which goes along with this understanding, that the tikon ilum here, is for the kilkul. another pshat, yesu, Nachman so the version over here was, Tzarek. Tzarek have yidas, that Chachamim required, Chachamim were mesakin, that he should tell his wife, when he's divorcing her, that you should know, ni I'm divorcing you because of this bad rumor about you, or Mishum ni I'm divorcing you because of this nada that you took upon yourself. Right? In other words, so it's not saying over here that, only if he said so, then this takonah of lo yachser will apply. It's, it's saying that part of the takonah of Chazal that, said, that says that he should not remarry his wife is also that the husband should tell his wife at the time of the divorce that you should know that this is the reason why I'm divorcing you. So what explains, what do we see? What does Rav Nachman hold according to this version? version? So, uh, Kestovah, he holds, time am I, what's the reason why he can't remarry her? That the, the, the women of, of Yidin should not be potted, should not do, do these things regarding raya's and also regarding the daughter. So, therefore, this is part of the Knas. The husband should notify mm-hmm. his wife and let her know what the reason for the divorce is. Does this happened to you because of your inappropriate behavior. And so, it's a, just like there's the Knas of are part of the Knas is the that he has to tell her this. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting over here in this whole entire Knast, this Indian regarding the prutzim B'arayis, how the Gemara puts together in the same category, and B'arayis and B'nedarim. You may think to yourself, Pruzim B'arayis is a terrible thing. She's having a relation with someone else. B'nedarim. You could put together in the same category the concept of a woman making uh, vows. But it seems like that, at least on some level, they're, they're, they're a similar thing. the woman that takes upon herself vows that destroys the shalombais. Similar to a woman that is having a relation with someone else while they're married, these these are two things that go together. Hmm. Says the Gemara, Tanya kalishna We have an Abraisa that says like the first Pshat here in our Mishnah, and the Tanya kalishna Brasra. And we have another Abraisa that says like the second Pshat in our Mishnah, Tanya Kalishna Kama. We learned an like the first Pshat. Omer Rab explains between Ma Shemra Meir explains omru, amoyitze, why did Chachamim say if a person divorces his wife. For this Shamra, he should not remarry her. the same with her vow, he shouldn't remarry her as well. says the this shema teilech Because what happens if she gets divorced? Now she gets married to someone else. And dvarim badon, and comes out that the whole concern the husband has, it was was false. There's no, there's no, uh, she wasn't mezanna with anyone. The vows could be, could, could very easily be nullified. And the yaima, now the husband comes and says, I would have known this is the fact. Shekainu, I nicely La even if someone would pay me for this, I would not divorce my wife. The nimza get bottle. So it comes out that now retroactively the get is uprooted. And again, as the gemara said before, because at the time of divorce, he specified, he said, that I'm only divorcing you for this reason. She got married to someone, she had children, so then the children are gonna be Mamzaid. So, this is so, therefore, we tell the husband when he divorces his wife, You can't remarry her. So, if he knows he can't remarry her, so then he can't now come with a tiny later that I thought that this is the reason. No, he knows he's not going to be able to remarry her. So, therefore, it must be that if, even if it turns out later that what, what the reason that he said was not true, doesn't matter. But he probably decided that I want to divorce my wife anyways because he didn't like her, because he knows he's not going to be able to remarry her. That's one braise, clearly like the first Lashin. Tanya Kalishna Basra. Then we have a braise that says, like the second version that we had. Why can he not remarry her in these cases? It's a kanas for her that she should know. If she does such a thing, it's going to cause her, cause her to get divorced and permanently. So therefore, part of the kanas is also, tell her husband, tell her this. Let her know at the time of the divorce. I'm divorcing you because of this bad rumor. I'm divorcing you because of this narrative that you took upon yourself. The next part of the Mishnah, Boyrabim Yachzer. So Rab Yudai says that when it comes to a nether, so as Rashi explained to the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudai doesn't hold the reason of Kilkul. Rav holds that the reason over here is it's a knas for the woman that took upon herself this nether. So, but there's a difference between a nether that's made publicly. Such a nether is a very strong, valid nether. So therefore, Chachamim made a knas that she can't be remar- get married again to him. But if it's a nether that was not made publicly, so then this is a that could be nullified. So this is something that there's no knas for. See so the Gemara brings a source for this inyan. Where do we see that a nether that's made publicly is, is something that cannot be nullified? Omer Levi, my time of the Yehuda, what's the source for Rabbi Yehuda? That you can't nullify this nether. The chesiv, the apostolic says, so This is a apostolic that speaks about the givinim In the times of Yeshua, the givinim came to convert, and then and they, they said that we're not, we're not from here, we're not from Eretz Yisrael, we're not part of the seven nations in Eretz Yisrael. Why did they say so? Because the, from the, those from the seven nations, the Yidin wouldn't be macabre them as Gede. They, they, they had to eradicate from all these Shiva Umas, they had to kill them all. And they said we came from a different place. And they made a pact and they made a Shavuot that we're not, we're gonna, you're going to be safe, we're not going to touch you, you can become Gede. And then it turns out that the whole thing wasn't even true. But it says over there that nevertheless, Yidin did not hit them. Yidin did not touch them. Why? Because they made a shvua Nishbulam nisie Eidah. That means that they made this nether publicly. So therefore, here you see that an sure or a nether that's taken publicly, you cannot break it. So, so that's Rabbi Yudah. The says uh, the that Rabbanon, Rabbanon disagree with Rabbi Yudah, they'll tell you that, shvue, You can't say the reason there is because the shvua took effect. And a Shavu that's made publicly, you cannot break. It didn't even take effect at all. Why? Because they lied and said that we came from a distant place. And the truth is, they didn't come from anywhere. They were really from the nation of Chivi, which is one of the seven nations in Eretz Yisrael. So the whole shavu, never took effect. So why didn't even if so, once they found out that they're not, not real gay to him and the whole thing was a lie, so why didn't they kill them like the rest of the nations? We should Kiddush Hashem because of a Kiddush. If they wanted it, it should be a Kiddush Hashem here. Because if they're going to kill them, so then goyim are going to say that. Look, the Yidden made a pact with them, and they didn't keep it. They killed them. So just for the reason of Kiddush Hashem, so there's no source from here that a nether or shvu that's made publicly that you can't break it, can't nullify it. The Kama Rabbit. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, what's considered to be a nether that's made in front of a rabbim that you can't nullify this nether? Rav Nachman Amar, says Gimel in front of three people. That's a Rabbim. Rabbi says that it has to be ten people. Gimel. Nachman sources that it's three people. Where do you see that? Rabim is three because it says yomim. Yomim. This is by anida when she uh, when she's seeing the omission for it says there she sees it for more than one day. Yomim plural. That's based two days, and then it says Rabim, many. So the term rabim means <coughs> gimmel that she saw for three days. So we see that the term rabim means three. Same thing here means three people. Rabbi Yitzhak says 10, the chseev, Eida. The pasik that we brought before, the source of Rabbi Yehuda, it says, Nisiyeha Eida. Eida means a congregation which is 10. As Lashi brings it, we learned this out from the Miraglim. The Miraglam were 10 people, and it says there, Ad Masala Eida razois. So that, from there we see that a minion is 10 people. Okay, going to the next part of the Mishnah. Rabbi Meir, Oimer, Kol Nedesh, et So Rabbi Meir says, that if it's a nether, that you need a chacham to be mat to this, over here, we're concerned that the husband w- would say, oh, I didn't know that I can go to a chacham to be mad to it, and he might undo the whole get in the first place. On the other hand, Rabbi, 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 Rabbi Lazar said in the Mishnah, no, such a kind of a thing, we're not concerned that the husband's going to say that it would have gone to a chacham. Other Rabbi are concerned in a case where he could nullify the nether, that he's he's going to argue and say, oh, I didn't know that I could nullify the nether. So Tanya and Abrasa we learned... Basically, like it says in our Mishnah, that the case where the, you need a Chacham to be Mata the really there, there should be no reason for Chacham to make a Takana that the husband might argue that I didn't know I can go to the Chacham. We we're not concerned of that. They only made exited there because of the case in a case where he himself could be Mata the so the G'mon explains, what's the basis of the argument? And I explained it already when we learned the Mishnah. Here's the Gemara spells it out. A person is ready to have his wife be disgraced in a Besden to nullify her in daughter. So therefore, this is a tiny. The husband may come later and say that I, if I would have known, I would have taken my wife to a and this will undo the whole get. So there's really, there's a problem. made a here that he should know that he can never remarry her. We know for a fact, we know for a fact that a husband will not have his wife go through this, and this is. He comes and says this, it's like we have Adam saying that he's lying, and therefore, this is to undo the get. So, we don't have to make any takana that he can't remarry her because there's no concern that later if she gets married, there could be Mam here the last part of the Mishnah brought, brought another halacha with a story that happened. And the story was where the husband is the one. The husband made a neder that he's going to divorce his wife. Or basically he it, it took upon himself a neder to ask her something if he doesn't divorce his wife. So, my, so the G'mon asks, What did the Mishnah say before that it brings in connection to that, this incident here about the husband making this neder? So it, didn't, it, did, it spoke before about a Isha that took upon herself a nether. It didn't speak about the husband. Answer to Gemara, So it's missing here in the Mishnah. This is how you have to learn the Mishnah. This whole allah that he can't remarry her is if she took upon herself and that's why he's divorcing her. If the husband is the one that made a neder, if I don't divorce you, and that's what basically forced him to divorce her, so yachzir. So then, if he divorces her, he will be allowed to marry her again. There's no issue. There's no. There's nothing to be chayshish for, for any kilku. <speaking in Hebrew> Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said about this. Allah, <speaking in Hebrew> my There was an incident with an individual and zidin. He said to his wife, I take upon myself a if I will not divorce you. And then the girshey divorced her. <speaking in Hebrew> the chachamim allowed him to remarry her later. And <laughs> <laughs> the Mishnah finishes off, <laughs> Okay, so the Gemara now explains, first of all, My kainam, what does this word kainam mean? Rashi says the Gemara is asking, kainam is usually connected to a hektish, regarding a carbon. What, what's, what kind of a hektish is there over here? Omer Avon, explains, No, the kainam is a neder. All the fruits of the world should be answered to me if I will not divorce you. Okay, then the Mishnah can say that in such a case, that he's allowed, he's allowed to remarry her again afterwards. Says as the Gemara asks him, this it's obvious. The question of the Gemara is, why not? What what would we be concerned about? We explained in the case of when the isha takes upon herself the Nedda, what we should be concerned of. That maybe there could be a kilkul, the husband, or argument, I didn't know. But if he took upon himself the nether, what, what kilkul can there be? The husband knows that he could be Matar's nether. That's, and the, the, the other reason about the knas, what, is there a knas over here for this? What, what's, uh, what's the problem? So the yeah, there is there is yeah, there is. I would think, that maybe this itself, that he's making the nether, this itself is an issue and there should be a knas for this. And what are the, how, why, why is there an issue of making a, uh, a nether? Because of what Rab said. Tanya, Rab Nassin, Neumer, Rab Nassin said, A bon person that takes upon himself a, a nether, it's as if he built a bomba to bring a carbon in a place, in a, in a time after the of Miklish is built, and you're not allowed to build a bomba I see you think you're doing something so good that you're accepting upon yourself a nether, but really it's negative to ask something when you're not supposed to. Tayyip said, it's Mutt, you shouldn't ask it upon you. It's like building a bomba and then if you actually keep your nether, you don't go and you're not mad to this nether, so then you, the aveda is even further. You're completing your aveda by keeping your nether. It's like you brought a carbon outside the base of Mikdash. So I would think that over here, since this person not only took upon himself a nether, but he went and he fulfilled it, he went and he gave her a get, so I should give him a knas for this. So therefore, Kamash Malon, that we don't give him a knas for this. So, the last words of the Mishnah, and seemingly on this halacha that we just said about a husband that took upon himself a nether and divorced his wife, so it said that he's allowed to remarry her, and it said, Mipnei tikkonoilam. Says the Gemara, my tikkonoilam ikke. What matter are we rectifying in the world in this halacha, in this incident? On Rav Shashis, explains, you're right, over here there's no tikkonoilam there's no at all. The words Mipnei tikkonoilam goes back to the beginning of the Mishnah. When the wife accepted upon herself another, and the husband divorced her. So, over there, as the Gemara explained before, the reasons for the Tikkun Oilam for that. Avin Omar, says, Loilam That Mipne Tikkun Oilam is going over here on the Seifa. And this is how you have to understand what the Mishnah is saying. Aim b'zu Mipne Tikkun Oilam. That over here, this Tikkun Oilam does not apply because there's a. Uh, there's no reason to ask her over here. Mipnei right? So the Mishnah is saying that in such a case, when he divorced her, vhitiru mipnei because really the Mishnah is really saying there's no issue of tikanayim over here when a husband divorced her in this kind of a way. Zochtei lege Mishnah another similar concept: the person divorcing his wife for a specific reason. A Person divorces his wife because he finds out that she can't have any children. So he married her thinking that she could have children. And in such a case, when he finds out that you can't have children, so it's sort of a mechos. So if he divorces her, the Allah actually is he doesn't <laughs> have to pay you the super money because he didn't know that she was an islandess. But it, but you might you might think if so, if it's a mechos, what does he need to get altogether? So that she explains because there's a khlal inadama's nus. If he lived with his wife, so then he didn't do it just as a znus to live with her without proper marriage. He wants it to be a real marriage either way, whether whether she could have children or not. So therefore the Kedushin took effect. But he, he's divorcing her for this reason. He doesn't have to give her a ksuba. So Rabbi Yudah, in such a case, when he divorces his wife for this reason, lo yachser. He's not allowed to marry her again. And here, this halacha of Rabbi Yudah is basically the same halacha that we said before because of the kilkul. What happens if this woman gets... Divorced of him, she gets married to someone else, and boom, she has children. Turns out she's not an islandess. Now the husband will come and say, "If I would have known you're not an islandess, I would have never divorced you." So it turns out that she's still married to the first husband. So this is a huge kilkul for the children for the second marriage. So therefore, Chachamim said lo yachser, you can't uh, can't marry her again. The divorce is complete and done. Chachamim and Chachamim are not concerned about this kilkul yachser. Chachamim say no, he could marry her again we're not concerned about this that could happen in the future. What happens if she got married to someone else, after you divorced her, because of this reason of being an islandess? And she already had children from the second husband, from the second husband. Now she goes back to her first husband and she says, pay me the money that you owe me, you divorced me. So really she doesn't get this money because the whole Meccach was a toss. They found out that she was an island. He doesn't know where the Ksobeh. Um, Rabbi Yehudis okay. says about this, this is in connection to what Rabbi Yehuda said before. the husband tells us, being quiet for you is better than you speaking up and demanding your ksuba. Why? Because if you're going to demand a ksuba, then I'll answer you, the whole divorce was not a divorce. Look, you got remarried, then it turns out you have children, so the whole divorce is not a divorce in the first place. And then your children are going to be Mamsayim. So just keep the matter quiet. Don't say anything about this, that I divorced you only because of the fact that you were an islandist. So you're not going to get your ksuba, but your children will be okay. So, here in the Mishnah, there's a machleichis between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. Whether we're concerned about this kilkul, that the husband will come later and say, that If I would have known you could have children, I would have never meant to divorce you. So, Shall we say, Rabbi Yehuda Chayesh Lakulkula. Rabbi Yehuda is concerned about this. But Allah Chayesh Lakulkula and Chachamim are not concerned about this kilkul. But the question is from the previous mission that we learned, in the previous mission it says the opposite. It because the Mishnah says, a person divorces divorces his wife because of a bad rumor. Uh, both, whether it's a shemra, whether it's a nada, as we learned before, he should not he should not remarry her again. we were concerned about this kill call that may come out if he could marry her again. Rabbi Yudh says. Reb Yudhi says that kilkol is not the issue. The issue is only the fact that we're giving her a knas for taking upon herself a nether publicly. And therefore a nether that's taken upon herself not publicly, which could be nullified, over there, she could get remarried to him. And there is no concern about a kilkol that could happen in such a case. So the Rabbana, which is the Tanakama over there of the Mishnah, they are concerned about a kilical. and Rabbi Yudah was the one that was not concerned about a kilical. And in our Mishnah, it says the exact opposite. Rabbi Yudah is the one that's concerned about the Kilokul by divorcing her because she's an islandess, and Chachamim or not. So the first answer the Gemara says is, Rabbi Yudah says, Shmuel, that we have to exchange the opinions here in our Mishnah. The Tanakama here is really the Chachamim, and then afterwards comes Rabbi Yudah. So the man asks on this, but safe. But then we have also the end of the Mishnah here. It says She comes and wants to gather So we hear, Omer ab Yehuda, ab Yehuda Esther, Omer being quiet for you is better than speaking up because if you speak up, then the old divorce may not be a divorce in the first place. So, <laughs> it's Rabbi Yudah speaking here. So, I see it's Rabbi Yehuda the one, that's concerned about a kill call. So, how could you switch the opinions in the beginning of the Mishnah if it's clearly Rabbi Yudah? says the Gemara, it's part of the same Mishnah and that, that also has to be switched. It's really Chachamim. Instead of Amir Rabbi Yudah, it's, it's really Chachamim speaking over here. So, that's one shot that we have to switch the opinions in this Mishnah. Another pshat, Abayama, Abayy says, We don't have to switch the opinions in our Mishnah here. And we can explain what Rabbi Yehuda said in the previous Mishnah differently. When it comes to the previous Mishnah, so really, definitely, Rabbi Yehuda was concerned about a kilkal. So why over there? So Hasidimana has now a, a new explanation for the previous Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda, Bahi, Savalok Rab Meye, and Vesavalok Rab Elozar that in the Mishnah there so you hold Rabbi yudah holds regarding one detail he holds like rab meyer and regarding another detail he holds like rebel laws i the what explains over here in a case where his wife made a nether and he can't nullify the nether you have to go to chacham to nullify the nether so regarding that he holds like a what did the say before a husband cannot claim after he divorces her in such a situation I would have known I would have taken you to a to be Matad-e-Neder. because a non-sahadi that a husband won't do such a thing. He doesn't want his wife to be disgraced. So Rabyuda holds up the concept of kilkul. But in a case where only a could be matid, the husband can't even say such a thing that he would have been this neder That's like Raballah's opinion. And Besha'imid Sarih. And on, on the other hand, in a case where the husband himself could be mad to the nether, over here, he holds a krav What does Rav Meir say? A husband can't argue, <coughs> I would have been mad to Because that's something that her husband knows. He knows he could, have, he could be could to the nether. If he didn't do so, that means he decided to divorce her because he doesn't like her. Not because of the nether that she made. So yeah, Rabiuda holds of the concept of kilkul. But in those cases, there is no kilkul. Because we don't accept this argument of a kilkul regarding a neda. And Anachanami, regarding the case of when he divorces her because of a rumor of uh, shame, Rava Erve, Rabbi Rab, uh, Rab Yehuda would agree that the issue of kilkul will apply. And like he said over here, regarding divorcing her because she's an islandist, the issue of kilkul applies. So there's no stira in Rabbi <coughs> opinion. So the Gemara asks over here on this answer of uh, Abaya Omer um, Rava. So Rab asks on him, Rabbi Yehuda, the contradiction in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, that's a question. The Rabbanon or the the contradiction in Rabbanon's opinion, that's not a question. Why aren't you answering that? In our mission, we see that Chachamim are not concerned for a kilkal. And before, in the ratio of that mission, the Tanakh, which is the Rabbanon, they were concerned about a kilkal. What's the answer to that contradiction? Elohim so says, Yeah, the answer, by yourself, for Rabbi Yehuda, that's a good answer. Rabbanon. Ad Rabbanu le'ikashin. Ad a contradiction. In Rabbanu's opinion, that's not a question, because man chachomim, rabmeyer. Who are the chachamim? The chachamim over here in our Mishnah is Rabmeyer. To Amar, rabmeir's opinion is, bi'inon t'nai kafel. Anytime you do an action, and over here, the divorce, and you want this divorce to be dependent conditionally on something that you're verbalizing during the divorce, there has to be a t'nai kafel. T'nai kafel means you say, that if this condition will be fulfilled, then it should be a divorce. And if it will not be fulfilled, then it will not be a divorce. You have to spell out the Hain and the Lab, both. Okay, so, so it has to be at on And over here, by this case of this island, what is it speaking about? He did not say very clearly that double tonight, the double T'nai, both the Hain and the Lab, the positive and the negative, and therefore, he can't later come and say that this divorce is dependent on this fact. That you're an islandist. because if, if it's not, it's, uh, it's if you didn't make that proper t'nai, so then it's an unconditional divorce. Okay, well, let's one, then one more piece over here. a person that gets into a habit of selling himself and his children, or or his children, to goyim. So what's the In the pasuk and Parshas it says a person that sells him zayid, that's sold to a guy. So you have to do everything possible to redeem him from the guy. That he shouldn't get assimilated by the guy. But here, this person is sort of taking advantage of this. He sells himself to a guy, makes money, and then he's waiting for other people to redeem him. Mm-hmm. Says the Mishnah, he did this once, twice. We'll see in the Mishnah the Gemara. If he did it the third time, so then we don't have to redeem him anymore. But after the father passes away, so then the children we will redeem, because now it's not going to cause the father to do it again. The father's not here, so the children will have to redeem. Amar Ravasi, explains what our mission speaking about. This is only if the person sold himself once, twice, and then the third time. When it comes to the third time, then we don't have to redeem him. But the first two times we do. So Gemara, Hani, Bei there were these people from a place called Michsi. They borrowed money from a guy and and they had nothing to pay him. So what happened? So this guy came and seized them. He, he, he captured them to be his slaves. So They came to Ravuna and they asked Ravuna, should we redeem them from this guy that seized them? Ravuna said, what should I do for you? The Tana, the Mishnah says, that a person that sells himself or his children to a guy, and we don't have to go and and redeem him. So what Rav was saying is, just like if you sell yourself to a guy, we don't have to redeem you over here. If you borrowed money for, from a guy, and you know you have nothing to pay, so you put yourself in this in this danger. You put yourself in this situation where now, because you have nothing to pay, the guy is going to come and and take you and capture you yourself. So you put yourself in this situation, so we don't have to redeem you. But our teacher, didn't you teach us that this is only if this happens a third time. Then we don't have to redeem it. Over here, this is the first time that it happened. They were accustomed to doing this. So there's two pshatim in the Gemara here. One pshat is that this was the third time as well. So therefore, they don't have to be redeemed. Another pshat is, even if it was not the third time, but borrowing money from a guy, knowing that you don't have any way to pay him, is like something that's like Rogal. You know that the, the guy is Rogal. You know that the guy, if he's not going to get his money, he's going to take you as an Evet. So you should have known the first time that this would have happened. You shouldn't put yourself in such a danger. Therefore, they don't have to redeem it.